If you would love to support Rachel and I and keep us on the air, we have set up a goal on Ko-fi to raise money for our podcast hosting annual subscription. We are at 46% at the moment. If you would love to help us out, head on over to Ko-fi, K-O-F-I, and buy us a coffee there. A coffee is £4 or about 6 bucks. Feel free to come over and help us reach our goal of 100%. Uh, and we, you know, just thank you so much for supporting us, Royal Community. If you can and you want to help us out feel free to head to Kofi. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast Keeping Up With The Windsors dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa Straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis, and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Oh, what a week, Shell. What a week. <laughs> Buckle up, Royal Community. It's all happening. <laughs> it's all happening this week. It's all going down. It's all going down. Oh, wow. We've got so much to talk about. How are you this week, Rach? Bridgerton's out today. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to stay off work just for this, just to watch Bridgerton. Like, guys, I'm getting up at seven o'clock in the morning to watch a TV show. Oh. I'm that excited. You do not understand. <laughs> we did actually do that for The Crown, though, as well, didn't we, Ray? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we our, just sat there the whole day. We did a watch along, didn't we? Me and you, first episode of uh, Series 4. <laughs> yeah, we did. Well, I really hope you have a lovely time with your Bridgerton. And you did just say just off uh, before we press record that you've bought some snacks for Bridgerton. So what snacks have you got? Oh, yeah. Well, when it's snack is, time, you just got around. Is that, is that an ice cream van? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Raw community ice cream van. If anyone wants a flake. <laughs> 99 with a flame. <laughs> Rachel, I'll get you one now. Oh. Yeah, just got um got some sweets, got some chocolates, some crisps. I'm good to go. I'm not leaving that sofa for eight hours. So <laughs> PJ's at the ready, that's for sure. So it was my birthday yesterday, and I think I might have mentioned last year that I actually share a birthday with Princess Eugenie. That's like my claim to fame. I know. I share a birthday with Eugenie. We saw a lovely picture of Eugenie, Jack and August on the Instagram as well. So that was a lovely surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, so nice to see that. And I actually forgotten that it was Eugenie's birthday. You didn't forget it was my birthday though, did you, Rach? I don't forget it was your birthday, the most important <laughs> one of all. <laughs> Before we get into the Royal Roundup, which is very brief today, I do want to give two shout outs to lovely Royal Community members, Ginny and Elizabeth. And they've sent some lovely emails to us congratulating us both on our one year anniversary of the podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to write us an email. And it's so lovely to hear from you. So yeah, let's get into the Royal Roundup for this week. Right. So let's talk about today's episode then. Um, we were going to do a lovely roundup because we've got some really great Great news. We've had the Duchess of Cornwall's announcement of a patron new patronage of the National Theatre. We've also got the Earl of Wessex patronage of the Production Guild. We also had St. Patrick's Day. We've also had, obviously, as we mentioned, Princess Eugenie's birthday. But we're going to just push them all to the side. Ooh, and also the biggest news of all, the Prince of Wales and Camilla in Northern Ireland. But... We have to push all that to the side. We will cover it possibly next week. I know we'll definitely do uh, Charles and Camilla next week, but this week is all about the Duke 
and Duchess of Cambridge in the Caribbean. Um, Royal Community, that that literally is our all rounder. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Because it's so jam-packed with the Royal News. We've got so much to cover. So why don't we just get on with it, Rach? Should we do it? Let's do it. Right, okay, Shell, let's get on with the Cambridges in the Caribbean. Oh, deep breath. Now, obviously, I'm sure you're aware of this royal community, but if you're not, there was a bit of controversy with this tour. And what we're going to do is we're going to start with all the lovely stuff first, and then we're going to talk about all the controversial stuff afterwards. So let's start with their first day in Belize. So what's been happening, Rach? Okay, so they arrived in Belize to commemorate the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Shell, picture this. It's eight, nine o'clock on Saturday evening. What am I doing? Um, watching at and deck. I'm watching a live feed, waiting for William and Catherine to get off of a plane in Belize. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what has my life come to? <laughs> when this for you, more community. I was honestly like, what has my life come to that I'm watching two people getting off of a plane? <laughs> <laughs> it was a big moment though, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So they arrived on the RAF Voyager which runs on a low-carbon jet fuel. That's a sexy plane. Yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't realise that we had, like, an equivalent of Air Force One. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, look at this. This is amazing. Yeah, so obviously, Duke and Duchess Cambridge and all their entourage was on board. And all the UK press that had travelled with them were all on the same um, plane. And I actually messaged um, our favourite role photographer, Chris Jackson, in the morning. Yeah. And I said, um, Chris, are you on the same flight as the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge or are they already there? And he said, uh, yes, we're on the same flight. No, they're not already there. And I was like, oh my God, I've got, got a reply from Chris Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you'd been listening to Royal Community for a while, you'll know that we just absolutely love, love Chris Jackson's photography. It's just incredible. So we're not going to be talking about fashion this week, purely because we do have a special YouTube video, which is going to be all about Catherine's outfits throughout this tour. So make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. We'll put a link in the description um, because it's going off Royal Community. It's going off. <laughs> there's, there's some definitely some wow moments. <laughs> um, that video goes live on Sunday and it goes live roughly about 7 p.m., if I get all my ducks in a row <laughs> with editing, but you'll find it's 7 p.m. GMT time um, on Sunday. So we'll, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited about that video. I'm so excited. So they met the Prime Minister of Belize, Johnny Brasino, and his wife Rosanna in Belize City. And William and Catherine actually bought them gifts, which included a Fortnum and Mason's hamper. Oh, bring it on, Fortnum and Mason. And then after a long day of travel, they travelled back to their hotel because obviously the jet lag would have been immense at that time. Mm. And that was that's all we saw of them on the first day. So let's move on to day two in Belize and this day at so far because we still got Bahamas to go but this day was the highlight for me out of the whole tour so far so let's catch you up on what happened so on day two they visited a cacao farm which is a bean which chocolate is made out of and here they learned the importance of it to Belize's Maya community and we saw them try their hand at grinding down the beans um, it looked like a pretty hefty workout I must say and um, there was a video and William joked, he was like, oh, do you take apprentices? 
<laughs> Next, they went to Hopkins Beach, which I thought was the most joyous engagement of the whole tour. Oh, did I see this? Did I not see this? Is this when they were on like um the dancing? Oh, they this is the dancing. dancing. Okay, sorry, yeah. yeah. So they spent time with the Garifuna people. Sorry if I've pronounced that incorrectly. And there was some shaking of the hips where both of them <laughs> were getting their groove on, and they was having a bit of a dance with the locals. And it was so funny because there was a video and William got so embarrassed. He was like shaking, you know, doing his thing. And um, the lady that he was dancing with, Laura Kalkoa, said um, he had a beautiful rhythm. It was a pleasure for me. And that they were shaking their waist like nobody's business. (laughs) Well, I tell you what, when I saw this video, um, he kind of started off a little bit like stiff. And then all of a sudden he started just going rumba hips, you know, going for it. And I was like, yes, William. And then he got embarrassed and he stopped. So, yeah. and then um, what I loved was then seeing um, Catherine getting involved and doing a thing. And there was this moment where you could tell they just both joined like, oh, I think that's enough dancing for now. And, yeah. oh, it was so wonderful. And what I loved actually was the community. I just want to be part of that, that yeah. community. I want to have a dance with them. What an energetic and amazingly happy environment yeah this is exactly what these tours are all about isn't it it's about meeting the local communities finding out about their lives and finding out about their culture and this is you know a great way to get stuck into that yeah but I did I did think it it must be really hard for them when they are on a tour for instance because obviously they're representing the queen so they can't you know do dirty dancing (laughs) (laughs) but also they need to be be um what's the word courteous of the culture and get in and get stuck in with what's going on around them so yeah I I wouldn't say it's a Theresa May dancing that's stiff as hell but um <laughs> I actually was very impressed by William's hips let's put it that way his hips don't lie his <laughs> hips do not lie <laughs> then we had Shell, the first tree of the tour tree <laughs> they both helped to plant a copper pod tree on the beach in 30 degree heat bravo for <laughs> surviving that bravo and then the last engagement of the day they met with conservationists to learn about belize's leadership in marine conservation and its rich marine environment and biodiversity and um, belize is actually home to the world's second largest barrier reef and in 2017 it received the unesco world heritage status and and they actually did a reel didn't they on their instagram yeah this was amazing diving. yeah and I actually loved this content. More of this content. Yeah, because that's a, a thing that um, I, I was thinking about this tour is, you know, we've been saying for weeks and months, actually, you know, some of the Royal Socials need to step it up. I'm telling you what, the Cambridge's Instagram people need to step it up because I swear it's the, we're, as fan accounts, we're getting all of our information from the journalists and the photographers that are on yeah. these tours with them. It wasn't coming for from their social media themselves. But I, I I have made this point before though, Rach. I actually think it's meant to be that way. Like they want the journalists to get it out first because, you know, and then they they do basically have a monopoly on that information. Mm. That's my own personal opinion. I don't know whether that is fact or not. But this was amazing. If you haven't seen this yet, head on over to the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's Instagram and watch the reel that they've popped up on there. It's them scuba diving. And to be honest, I even thought to myself, hmm, this could be two body doubles because you can't really see their faces very much because they got all their equipment on. But it was just amazing. And just as they did point out, 
that world heritage status is so well deserved because what a beautiful place i'm sorry but belize is oh. on my uh my holiday list now yeah i was thinking that i don't know how to get there though like is it one of those where you'd have to no as in like would you have to like get on so many flights because it's, I, i've never like i've obviously heard of jamaica bahamas yeah. barbados mm. caribbean countries like that it's quite easy for us in the uk to get to countries yeah. that because mm. there is direct flights but i've never really heard of belize as a destination mm. so i thought exactly the same as you i would actually love to go to belize yeah i've been on a caribbean cruise i didn't go to belize but um it's i'm sure i'm sure there's a cruise that goes there somewhere i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be there's gotta be get on there girl <laughs> i know and i i have to say um i mean yes we love the royals but actually i think what i mean it was like a, a travel program wasn't it like it, belize is beautiful it's absolutely spectacular and the people were just so warm and welcoming weren't they to them yeah yeah i mean i could definitely definitely drink a nojito there <laughs> definitely I could just I can see myself on that beach it was just amazing and then we move on to day three um and day three we had to wait until the evening in the UK um for photos and content from them because they actually went deep into the jungle so obviously they didn't have the reception there to post um regular updates but um they went to Caracol, which is an ancient mine archaeological site in the Chickabal Forest. Sorry if I've, again, mispronounced that. What, I don't know if you've seen this, but what was funny is as they got to the top of what they call the Sky Palace to admire the view, there was photographers on either side of them. Yeah. And there was a video um, that I actually posted on our Instagram and William joked and he was like, oh, you're in each other's photos because <laughs> they were looking at this fantastic view and you've got photographers mm. on either side. And it's just like, wow, they just really can't like enjoy the, I think the only downtime that they had was at when they went diving wasn't it yeah and it reminded me of when the um, prince of wales and the duchess of cornwall went to the river jordan like a couple of months ago yeah and there was just a sea of photographers like so many there and you have there has to be this give and take with them you know sometimes they they don't get it right all the time so I think this tour in particular is it was being very, very haphazard, like you said, with either the time difference or the reception or, you know, being able to get content. But I will actually say Royal Community, Rachel has worked extremely hard over on Instagram this week to do all of the Royal um, content. So if you want to um, see more of that, um, head on over to Keeping Up With The Windsor's pod on Instagram, because like I say, if, if Rachel didn't have it, it wasn't happening. Like, you were on it, girl. <laughs> you were on it. Thanks. Oh, you were. And then they had a bit of an Indiana Jones moment. <laughs> In what way? What do you mean? Well, they headed deep into the jungle and they spent time with the um, British Army training support unit. And what was interesting about this is William actually spent time here before he went to university. And this is where he found out his A-level results. Did he really? Yeah. And he actually <laughs> said, um, you know, it was embarrassing at the time because his results were actually read out over the radio. So all the other <laughs> army cadets heard his A-level results as he did. <laughs> That's so funny. But you know what? I'm a little bit disappointed, Rach. You you brought me Indiana Jones and then you raised me with A-level results when I wanted <laughs> some crystal skull or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought he was going to wrestle a snake or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did look, they did definitely look the part. But um, yeah, so that was in the day. And then to end the day, they attended an evening reception at the Mine Ruins at Cowhow Peach, where William gave a speech saying that they were deeply touched by the warm welcome Belizeans has, have given us. Now we know why Belize is so lovingly referred to as the jewel. Yeah, I mean, I concur. It's absolutely spectacular. I, I'm really looking forward to going. I don't know when I'm going Royal Community, but <laughs> apparently in my head, I'm there already. So <laughs> we'll just go with it. As we said at the start of the episode, make sure that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel because we're not going to be talking about the fashion, but this was one of the key fashion moments, the tour from Catherine's. So make sure that you're subscribed because we'll definitely be talking about this look. So then it was off to Jamaica so we saw them in Trenchtown where there were masses of people and I think partially this was because the um, England and Manchester United footballer Raheem Sterling was there and he actually comes from Jamaica originally Mm. he's born in Jamaica and we actually saw William having a bit of a kickabout and he was playing a game of football with the local team president of the football association yeah and then afterwards they were walking through the crowds and um it was it what was really interesting about this is there were so many people that their security were having to move people out of the way wow and I don't know if you've seen the photos but there is there's some like amazing shots of like obviously William and Catherine shaking people's hands and chatting to people and it was just so busy yeah but I wonder if they it it wouldn't have been as busy if Raheem Sterling hadn't turned up like because he's like a local hero isn't he exactly this part it was just William and Catherine okay but I think you're right I do think it was because Raheem Sterling was there as well I don't think it was just because William and Catherine were there Mm. I I just when I look at when I was watching these videos and seeing these photos I I thought god this must feel so claustrophobic and it actually must feel quite scary at times even though you know you've got security around you and these people obviously don't mean to harm you but it must feel quite overwhelming yeah I mean from Chris Jackson's Instagram this week the royal photographer he did actually mention there was a picture that he took of um, Catherine and William in the middle of like this massive crowd which is exactly what you're talking about and the security guards having to find some kind of order in that chaotic experience yeah um but exactly what we would be like if we saw them <laughs> we just want to be in their vicinity it's a memory you'll always have Absolutely. Trenchtown is famous for being um the home of Bob Marley and we actually saw them on an engagement later where they were um, playing some bongos slash drums. <laughs> they were like, oh, nice. Getting, getting in with the rhythm. But for me, the photo of the day had to be of William and Catherine in a bobsleigh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love this this picture oh welcome you I loved it so they both got in the bobsleigh and then they had a picture taken with the Jamaican bobsleigh team just amazing absolutely incredible do you know what though they're really narrow those bobsleighs aren't they you've got to be so like really small and thin to get in there (laughs) so yeah so that was day one and then on day two they started hang on that is that is a very busy day isn't it They've travelled as well. That is a very busy Very thing. busy. This tour is full on. Like, it's non-stop. Yeah. I mean, they are relentless, the, the royal tours. They have to be everywhere at all points and, you know, dot all the I's and cross the T's. I don't know about you, but do you want to come home from holiday? Sometimes you need a holiday from the holiday. Yeah. But I think for them, they just literally need a week off when they come back because that must be really full on for your mental health as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
So on day two, we saw them meeting the Jamaican Prime Minister, Angel Holness, who supports the move for Jamaica to become a republic. And this engagement was very interesting. Um, this is the mm. first time that I felt a bit, um, I don't know, I felt a bit off about them being in the vicinity and being in this um, this environment. I don't know. It, what, what, explain a bit more about what, what you mean by that, Rach. Why did you feel off? Because the Prime Minister is obviously wanting Jamaica to become a republic. It was kind of like when when you see these world tours, you know, obviously you have a photo op and then the Mm -hmm. press photographers are taken out of the equation. And that's when they'll have a meeting behind closed doors. So you don't really know unless one of them will say what the conversation was about. Yeah. But actually, when they was having a photo op, um, Andrew Holness actually gave a speech and he said, Jamaica is, as you would see, a country that is proud of its history and very proud of what we have achieved. And we're moving on and we intend to fulfill our true ambitions and destiny to become an independent and prosperous country. So for me, it was just kind of like he was stating straight away, look, you might be royalty, but I don't want you as my future king. Like, that's not how I see the future of our country. And I I think I've read, actually, that his campaign to become prime minister is on the um, assumption that the the people will be given a referendum on whether they become republic or not. So I think, to be honest, for him to stand there and to be um, goody two-shoes, shall we put it in that way, is the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge actually goes against his Mm -hmm. political ambitions and his beliefs and also his campaign. But I think there's also an undercurrent of decorum and when that's the right place, because it didn't really need saying, we already know it. And I think maybe that's why it it might have possibly just not been the right time to have said that. Yeah, It it also is a little bit, um, you know, maybe this is just me and my British values, but it's a little bit rude. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) It it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, it, it came across that way. And I think that's why I just felt really uneasy about it, because it was like you're making them feel uneasy about being there. That's how I felt watching what I was seeing. Mm. Because regardless of whether Jamaica does decide to become a republic or not, and that's completely up to them and that's their choice they do have a visitor to their country which is the the head of state you know sorry the grandson of the head of state the future king in your presence and it's not a time to make a political statement but actually it probably for him was the most opportune time to take that um, and make that speech It's, it's like when visitors turn up and then you go right what time are you going because like <laughs> what about my pajamas on? Yeah. you know <laughs> and also where do you go from that place where do you go from there <laughs> it had to be an extremely uncomfortable situation to be in for yeah. William and Catherine and I think you know the whole the whole point of especially this this tour in particular is they're basically going on a charm offensive right so they know that one day the queen will pass away and a lot will change and just because they've removed the queen as the head of state they're still part of the commonwealth and that was a question somebody actually asked me on instagram was what what is the issue here is it um they want to leave the commonwealth and i was said no it's they want to remove the queen as the head of state they don't want a monarchy yeah well they might potentially leave the commonwealth but again 
that's that's their own business they get to decide that as a nation you know there's not there's nothing that um william and catherine are standing in their way going no you can't do that it's their constitutional right as citizens of jamaica to make that decision for themselves when they're given the opportunity of a referendum that hasn't been given to them yet we never know we only hear one side of it as well there might be just as many people who love the monarchy as you know wanting to get rid of it so um actually maybe maybe that's the reason why the prime minister had that opportunity to say it because they haven't the 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 people of jamaica haven't been given that opportunity yet and maybe this was his um his opportunity to say to them yes i did say that um we i could give you the the referendum and it hasn't happened but it's coming you know so it was more a, a message to the people than it was um, a message to the royals is, is kind of how I saw it anyway. Later on in the day, they went to Shortwood Teachers College where Catherine gave her first speech of the tour. And um, Shortwood has actually their own early childhood education programme. And what was really interesting about this is um, I saw an interview with one of the um, teachers that works on this programme. And she said the conversation that they were having was really interesting because obviously Catherine's passion is her early learning initiative. And, um, you know, this was this was a time, this was a moment for William to step back and let Catherine not have the spotlight because... I want to bring this up later, but if you're in the UK, when this week has William been on the front pages of any of the newspapers, it's always Catherine, isn't it? Yeah. Always Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was the first time this was that obviously this engagement was more um, correlated to the work that she does. And um, it was really cute. There was um, babies there was pictures of like all the babies that have been born and they were dressed up in cap and gowns. Did you see? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was super cute. It was so sweet. And they actually went into a classroom and they were talking to some of the kids and there was this little girl and she was obviously really shy and William bent down to her and he was like, Oh, my name's William. What's your name? And you know, she told him a name and he was just like chatting to him and it was just such such a sweet little moment. And um, I, I really enjoyed this part of the day. What I loved was they were around the table talking, I think possibly to the teachers there. And um, Catherine, um, they said, oh, who's going to start? And she said, well, I might as well start. And then William said, well, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll stay back on this. And then she kind of yeah. laughed and she was like, well, you know, you do know because I always talk about it. He's like, no, like you can tell <laughs> this is her zone of genius. This is what she loves. This is her passion and she just kind of just a she's in she really is in a little pocket of genius with that and it's just wonderful to see her um you know just fly a flag for her awesomeness in a way do you know what I mean (laughs) yeah because as we know this is a project that she's been working on for years now so um she would have a lot of knowledge about what's going on and I think you know when she does like the other month when she went to Denmark and she was with Crown Princess Mary that was really interesting because, again, Catherine was um, learning for, of what she could take away from other that country in particular and how she can maybe adapt to her early learning initiative. Yeah, her face lights up when she talks about anything to do with child development. Rach, we have talked about some really, really, really lovely things, but there has been controversy with this Caribbean tour. Now, I want to prefix this by saying the royals always get controversy 
anywhere they go with any tour, whether that's yeah. Prince Harry in the past, whether that is with the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall, you name it, there has been protests or there has been some negative press because actually they're expecting that. They do expect it. Yeah. I think the, the difference between the Caribbean one, for us in particular, possibly, is because we now have social media that perpetuates either a good story or a bad story. I guess in a way, there's no nuance there. So whatever is bad gets perpetuated to be super, super bad. And whatever's good gets perpetuated to be super, super good. So I think in a way, us covering this is also fallen into that trap of it being we're telling the good news and now here's the bad news but we'll try and be as nuanced yeah. as we can and bring in the great areas yeah because it is a very sensitive topic so let's start the controversy then the controversy starts on the first day we haven't even got off the airplane yet and we hear that there's protests by local residents in a village in belize and that, to be honest, started mm -hmm. everything off on a negative. Now, that doesn't mean that I disagree with anyone protesting. It's a democratic right. And also it's a way in which to bring um, awareness to an issue that may potentially not be highlighted. They were opposing, actually, the Duke and Duchess landing on part of their land, I think it was, with a helicopter. And apparently it goes a bit deeper, actually, because... This land was bought by Flora and Fauna International, which is actually a conservation charity that Prince William is patron of, but also is connected to the Earthshot Prize. So it's not just we don't want, the, you know, any royals ne near us. There was like deeper levels to this. Yeah. So the, the main problem here is the villagers were not consulted. They were not consulted and told. All of a sudden it was like, they're going to land in the middle of the, your, your, you know, this, I think it was a football pitch. And they said, no, no, we don't want them to land on our land. And that's the message that they wanted to send them. You know, they, I think there was a person that was like, they could land anywhere, but not on our land. But then you have the flip side of that. And you have some of the villagers there that were really upset that they didn't go to the, to the village. It was one of those things where I think some of the villagers realised that this would have garnered quite a lot of press. That would have been a positive to get their village noticed, perhaps, because as we as we um, said, the farm that they first visited, the cocoa farm, that farm was picked because th they couldn't go to this other farm. So that was like a last minute swap, as you would say, really. But um, there were some villagers that actually was holding up signs saying, um, Prince William, please come back. Like, please visit us. It's like it's not everyone. And I think that's what you get on visits like this. It's not everyone will hate the monarchy, but not everyone will like mm. them. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think being head of state of 14 countries, it's got to be difficult because obviously their main home is United Kingdom. but then you've got the other heads of state and they're like well we never see them but then when you do see mm. them they get protests because they don't want them there and it's it's like they can't do right for doing wrong so um yeah. it's better for them just to be there anyway and to just to just to take the the onslaught of whatever happens we did get a kensington palace spokesperson <laughs> <I do that laughs> in, in, yeah Pinch of soul. 
take this lightly, Royal Community. We can confirm that due to sensitive issues involving the community in India Creek, the visit has been moved to a different location and further details will be provided in due course. So that's what was given. That was before we even saw them in Belize. So I just wondered what that conversation was like on, you know, our equivalent of Air Force One. That must have been really uh, like, oh, goodness, like what are we going to be faced with on this whole tour? Yeah, exactly. So that was controversy number one, Shell. Let's move on to controversy number two. Yes. Kick it off. What's going on with that? Well, we had protests again in Jamaica. Now, let's also be very real and honest. We do understand that there's growing appetite for Jamaica to become a republic. So this actually wasn't as a surprise as the Belize protests. So yes, there's been lots of protests um, about them visiting in general, but then you've also got the repatriations and slavery protests. They wanted William to apologise. So on their day two in Jamaica, William and Catherine attended a dinner hosted by the Governor General of Jamaica. And this is where William actually gave a speech and he spoke of his profound sorrow over slavery. Now, I want to read his speech. And this is what he said. I strongly agree with my father, the Prince of Wales, who said in Barbados last year that the appalling atrocities of slavery forever stain our history. I want to express my profound sorrow. Slavery was abhorrent and it should never have happened. Whilst the pain runs deep, Jamaica continues to forge its future with determination, courage and fortitude. The strength and shared sense of purpose of the Jamaican people represented in your flag and motto, celebrate an invincible spirit. I think firstly, when I heard about William saying that he expresses profound sorrow, I actually thought that this speech was really heartfelt and actually very well written. I don't think it is an apology. And the reason why um, I don't actually think it's William's place to give the apology is because the Queen is head of state, not William. He is representing the Queen. If the apology is to be made, it's to be made by the Queen. That's how I feel right now. That doesn't mean he shouldn't say what he said or the Prince of Wales shouldn't have said what they said. But I actually think the apology should come from the Queen. When we talk repatriation, well, the monarchy are in no position unless they give their own personal wealth, which is debatable. Maybe they should do that because they are basically benefited from that historically. The repatriation has to come from the British government. It They don't have any power with the finances of Britain. And I think what's interesting is the day before when there was in Trenchtown and the event with Raheem Sterling at the football, there was a big hoo-ha because there was a photo and it was William and Catherine on one side of a fence. Hang on. This is controversy number three now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> controversy number three. So William and Catherine on one side of a fence and then the other, um, the other side of the fence were Jamaican people, yeah. black people. Mm-hmm. And I saw a few things online and people were like, oh, hell no. Like, how 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 is this photo being allowed to be taken? But it was com- completely out of context in the fact that 
they were on a football pitch and this fence ran along the football pitch. And what they didn't show you until after was Raheem Sterling was there himself, who is a black man. And he was doing exactly the same as what William and Catherine were doing. But it was because they were two white people. And then you had this this massive crowd of black people. And yeah, the photo, I'm going to say it, the photo did look bad. What was interesting was a lot of the journalists and photographers that were on the tour with them, a lot of them piped up on Twitter and they actually said, what you're seeing is what not it was at all. Like the people were really happy to see them. They were wanting to shake their hands. Mm-hmm. You saw it afterwards that what we were talking about earlier when they were walking through the crowds, they weren't like, there wasn't a fence. There was a bit of a barricade, but there always is. It's the same in this country when they do walkabouts. There's always going to be a barricade up. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just the way that that one snapshot, it just twisted and then the narrative changed. It did. I agree with you. It looked bad. And also I thought, oh, goodness, like this is the worst PR thing in the world because I understood the nuance of it. I saw the grey area. I saw that they were at the football pitch. I knew that all those those children were so excited. I knew Raheem Sterling was there. It made sense. But that picture just seemed wrong and I think as well we as royal community because we follow the royals and you know if you're listening and you have a royal account yourself you know in the context that that photo was taken but if you were someone that didn't see that didn't support the royals and you saw just that one photo Mm -hmm. then that's that's your decision made up in that one that's what I mean in that one snapshot yeah that one photo that one image it, it changes the whole the whole being of the purpose of what they were there to do. And also, if you have the narrative that the monarchy are bad, that they have done the country wrong, you will see that and it will anger you. You know, it it just fuels that anger within you, and rightly so. But it's also is a picture. And you pictures are so important in our culture they're so important because they speak a thousand words don't they that's what they always say picture speaks a thousand Mm -hmm. words it also represents a lot of things and that picture was just a really really bad representation of that moment so it's it's just one of those another controversy which you can see it from both both ways but actually when you look at it for what it actually was there were children there who really, and, and adults who really wanted to see the Duke and Duchess and Raheem Sterling, and they did everything they could, and that meant put, putting their hands through for the fence. Yeah, there was one lady. I saw a clip of one lady, and she was in the crowd, and William and Catherine were walking up, and she was like, "I want to touch the prince's hand. I want to touch yeah. his hand." She was excited to be there. You know, not every Jamaican hates the the royal family. You can say that about anyone here in the UK. Not everybody loves the royals. Like we always say that. Yeah. Like we know so we know so many people that are like, oh, can't believe you you like them. Why do you like them? And oh, you know, they're tax tax grabbing. And I always get it as a royal fan. The amount of people that have said to me, you what? You have a podcast on the royal family. Why? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, um, hello. <laughs> because <laughs> like get out my face um, <laughs> I would say I know more people who dislike the royal family than I know people who like it but that's mm-hmm. just my own um little world that I'm in but yes you were right it was a charm offensive wasn't it Rach they they're there but they were also there to celebrate the queen's 70 years um and it's supposed to be a joyous occasion so 
that's the controversies. Today, as we're pressing record on the podcast, um, William and Catherine, they were at a commissioning parade for officers of the Jamaican Defence Force. And then now they're on their way to the Bahamas. So we will cover the Bahamas in next week's show. But that's all we've got time for today because we could go on about this for ages, can we? Yeah. How do you think so far the Caribbean tour has been handled by William and Catherine Rach? You know, they're they're always so poised and regal, aren't they? And I think understanding and conscientious of the environment that they're in. Um, I think it's one of those situations where you kind of maybe have to hold back a bit and watch what you say in different types of environment. Um, Personally, I preferred Belize over Jamaica. I thought the the Belize half of the tour, apart from the protests at the beginning, we didn't really have any issues. But I just feel like, you know, the issues in Jamaica have weighed down this part of the tour. Yeah. But I'm hoping, you know, for their next part, they're only there for Friday and then they come back home on Saturday. So Mm. and then we'll see um, William Catherine on Tuesday at the Prince Philip Thanksgiving service. I really believe that this tour is going to be the defining moment in the new monarchy because I believe this felt like a goodbye Mm. from Jamaica to the monarchy. And whilst that makes me sad, I also completely respect the possible decision because it hasn't been made yet. The referendum hasn't happened, Mm. but it's most likely to be that they turn into a republic just like Barbados did last year. Yeah. It feels like this was the last official visit. big tour. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the visit before the disconnection. And actually, it wasn't smooth sailing. It felt like we'd we'd walked in, like personally myself watching it, felt like we'd walked in on someone having an argument. Yeah. And that, and that's what I mean. When I was talking about Jamaica, I felt uneasy. This whole this part of the tour, I felt uneasy watching them. And that's not to say like the people of Jamaica, like we've we've said it time and time again you know there's people that are going to like the monarchy people that are not going to like the monarchy would you if we didn't live in the united kingdom and we and we were citizens of jamaica would we want a queen head of state Mm. when she's never even there like it just for me that part that's the that's the disconnect that doesn't make sense so in that sense it you know it makes sense in that way that the queen would be removed as head of state because what purpose does she actually serve she doesn't does she so, Royal Community, what do you think about this tour? As we said, we're, it's not over yet. We've still got Bahamas. So we're excited to cover that in next week's episode. What was your favourite engagement? Did you agree with the comments Michelle and I made today? Did you disagree? Let us know in the comments. You can message us at Keeping Up The Windsors Pod over on Instagram, or you can email us, keepingupthewindsorspod at gmail.com. And if you would love to support Rachel and I and keep us on the air, we have set up a goal on Ko-fi to raise money for our podcast hosting annual subscription. We are at 46% at the moment. If you would love to help us out, head on over to Ko-fi, K-O-F-I, and buy us a coffee there. A coffee is £4 or about 6 bucks. Feel free to come over and help us reach our goal of 100%. Uh, and we, you know, just thank you so much for supporting us, Royal Community 
Lucy. Don't forget this week to subscribe to our usual channel because as we said at the start of the show, we've got a special all about the Duchess of Cambridge's outfits that she's worn over this Caribbean tour. Yes, and last week we actually released a video talking about all of the upcoming Jubilee events. So we're super excited about that video as well. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week on Keeping Up With Windsor's. Windsor's.